Grace you and peace in the name of our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. As I mentioned in last week's Ash Wednesday message, the impetus and the idea for this Lenten sermon series came from an interaction that I heard on Christian radio a number of weeks back. The DJ asked his listeners to call in with positive messages that they would like said to them every day. And the first caller said that he would like someone to say to him every single day, you are worthy. And the DJ immediately agreed with that comment and thought it was a message that everybody should hear every day of their lives. But while the DJ was busy affirming this man in his message, I was yelling at the car radio. <laughs> well, maybe not yelling. I'm not supposed to yell right now, so I'm really trying to be very careful with my voice. <laughs> but I definitely was frustrated. Frustrated at both the caller for thinking that somehow he needed to hear a message telling him that he was worthy every day of his life and frustrated at the DJ of this Christian radio station affirming this worldly lie. Now, this is something that I might expect to hear if I was watching, you know, the Dr. Phil show, or if I was watching Oprah back in the day, or some other feel-good show that is promoting a positive self-image. But it's not what I would expect to hear when I'm listening to Christian radio. And yet, I, I guess it really shouldn't surprise me, because there are plenty of well-known churches and well-known pastors throughout America who regularly teach this gobbledygook. And I have no doubt that there are probably even maybe some of you listening to me say this who think that I am way off base on this one. That self-talk, promoting one's own self-worth is a good thing. I say that because I have had members say to me before about this that they totally disagree with me on this. I've also heard a number of camp counselors and youth leaders tell the young people that they are working with, talk to them about their worthiness, stating to the students that Jesus died for them on the cross because, and I quote, you were worth saving, which is not true and it is not biblical. To be sure, it was worth it to God to save us. But not because we have any inherent worth that makes us worth saving. It was worth it to God to save us because He loves us. Lost, wretched, defiant sinners that we were and that we are, yet He loved us us and he still loves us but what motivated him to send his son Jesus into this world 
to be the sacrifice and the payment for our sin was not that we were worthy of being saved. Rather, he forgave us and he saved us simply because he loved us. Unworthy though we are and though we were. Think of it this way. A man and his wife were on a fishing pier and somehow she dropped her diamond ring into the water. It would be worth it to jump into the water to try to retrieve that ring. Because that ring has a fair amount of value to it. It's worth quite a bit of money. But if that man and his wife were on that same pier and she dropped the little plastic ring that he had gotten for her on their very first date out of a gumball machine into the water, it would not be worth it to dive in the water to get that little plastic ring. It might be worth it to him because that ring has sentimental value. And it means a whole lot to him, maybe to them. But the ring itself, that little plastic ring, has no inherent worth or value. So too, it was obviously worth it to God to become incarnate in human flesh, to save us from the penalty of our sins but not because we have some intrinsic worth or value in us. There is no worthiness in us that made God jump out of heaven into human flesh, into this world, to save us. But he did it because we meant something to him. He did it because he loves us. He loves us with an unfathomable love. You see, the whole problem with seeing oneself as being worthy, worthy of God's love, worthy of His protection, worthy of God's blessings, whatever you want behind that, is that it places an inherent worth an inherent value in us and on us, both as individuals and as a people. But that flies in the face of what the scriptures teach us and tell us. Now, that was very much the case when God first created Adam and Eve in his own image. But after their fall into sin, their value and their worth, which they were created with, was lost. It was gone. Now all that was left was cursed lives that were destined to turn into dust and ash. And there's not a whole lot of value in a pile of dusty ash. Paul tells us in Romans 3, as it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands, no one who seeks God. 
For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. How can we think of ourselves as worthy of God's love, worthy of all of His blessings, when we are so full of sin, full of disobedience, full of flaws? In Revelation 5, we hear these words from the Apostle John, which we read a few moments ago. Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll, with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. And then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. You see, there's only one who is worthy. And that one is Jesus. The lion of the tribe of Judah and the sacrificial lamb of God. The one who died as a sacrifice for our sin upon the cross and who rose from the grave as our victory over death. And as we don't need to think of ourselves as worthy. Nor do we need to be worthy in order to be acceptable and loved by God. Jesus was and is worthy in our stead. And what connects us to God, what connects us to His worthiness and His forgiveness is not some false sense of worthiness on our part, but a humble recognition before God and a sincere confession to Him that we are not worthy, not worthy of his love, not worthy of his grace, and not worthy of his forgiveness. That we are, in fact, poor, miserable sinners. You see, that is the disposition of a heart of faith. That's the disposition of a heart of repentance. And such is the person who is now ready to receive the wealth of God's blessings and gifts. Remember always that God's grace is sufficient for us. And His power is brought to completion in our weakness. And thus His worthiness covers over our unworthiness. And so don't ever base your perception of God's love for you on some misguided notion that you are worthy of his love but rather trust in his love for you because he gave his son Jesus to die for you to him the glory forever and ever amen amen